Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. It is the Anfield wrap after Liverpool draw 1 1 with Manchester United at their gaff. Neil Atkinson, uh, Ben Johnson, Gareth Roberts, and John Gibbons with you for the next hour, maybe hour and ten. We'll see how we get on if we're having a nice time or not. Um, Gareth Roberts, it was a remarkably intense game. So the first thing I took from it, both physically and also mentally intense, it was. Um, yeah, it was it was it was exhausting to watch. It looked even more exhausting to play in. Yeah, intense all round. There, I, I was I was sort of knackered coming out the ground because I felt like I'd put a lot into it and I didn't play. So. Um, yeah, it, it felt to me like it was just a, a game that both sides, uh, both you know, didn't want to lose and were trying to win. But like it was like twenty-two heads were wrecked by the situation they were in almost, and I think that's why you saw from both sides so many misplaced passes, so many passages of play that that broke down because of poor touches, poor choices, poor passes. That was all over the pitch. That was both sides, and I think. You know, Mourinho talked a lot of crap as usual in his press conference because that's what he's about. Um, but what he did say that I agreed with was that there wasn't actually much quality on on show across ninety. It was it was very tactical. It was very very much a fight. Um, I think Liverpool wanted to make it that way to an extent because um, I think if you again you look across their eleven and across who they had on the bench compared to ours. Um, you know, there's an argument to say that individually they've got better players, but um, you know, football's not about that. And uh, Liverpool went there, couldn't, should have won. And it, it's very disappointing to lose in the manner they do, uh, not least with the uh, it being offside when they score a goal um, and it being 84 minutes when they get that goal as well. So it, it's hard to take, but I think um, there's loads of like things which aren't great. I'd rather have the three points, but there's loads of things that to, to stay positive about. And, and there's, there's nice little bits of needle to, to get to enjoy as well. Like, I mean, let, let's enjoy the fact that Liverpool fans are basically as a collective on a bit of a downer that we've drawn away at Old Trafford and Man United fans are buzzing about it. Does that, I mean, massively, John, I think that that's, you know, that, that's partially because of the way in which the game plays out, but it's also partially because they saw the size of the battle, United, I think, and that's, what we're doing to these footballers when I say we we're not the coaches but what the coaches are doing to these footballers in terms of just close everything down yeah. just press just close just close no wonder there's so many mistakes firstly they're all shattered because they've all been doing all this closing when they haven't had the ball but secondly they've got really good footballers just running at them for 90 minutes I mean that, that's, that was one of the things I was looking like thinking for 90 minutes there's um, you, you know how good that Manchester United player is or you know how good that Liverpool player is you know you can't <coughs> afford to make a bad mistake where you, you turn over possession and I think that's you know you're watching them and it's just like wow and then that's the size of the battle now and that's it, that, that's why it's so intense yeah we had it done really well I think it was a, it was a great kind of demonstration of, of pressing really and, and what pressing's about it's not just you know oh we're going to run at you it's it's they chose the moments really well and they pounced in, in, in packs really and, and forced mistakes and there was a lot of mistakes and like Robbo says some of them was just maybe nerves or just poor play whereas a lot of them were, were, were kind of forced errors if you like especially from the Man United points I thought I thought we went into the game aware that we weren't going in in great form and, and so they, they were determined to kind of fight for it really I thought Man United would be better to be honest with you I, I wouldn't say I was disappointed by them because that's the wrong word but I thought I thought, I thought they'd show more quality than, than, than they did I didn't, I didn't think they were they were kind of particularly great really but, but, but 
a lot of that's down to Liverpool and we've seen that throughout the season is that we you know we do make it tough for teams and we do harry and we do press very very well and and so we were kind of making it tough for, for them really and I think they found a more resolute Liverpool than, than, than maybe they were expecting to as well uh, Liverpool were very very resolute game played on the edge of legality as well is the other thing about it Ben it was it's it is this it it it's uh, I thought the same thing about the City game, which we won and we deserved to win. Uh, I felt on 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 balance that, and we could have come away winning this one one nil and deserving to win it. That there really is in these games now against between these top sides, there really is this uh, this endless competition, this endless energetic competition that you just you don't get a break from. No one seems to get a break from it on either side. You're always just about to someone's just about to pick the moment to pounce again, and suddenly it all goes back up in the air, and then it starts again. And that's that, much more so even than, than the tight games between Liverpool. And Chelsea going back, you know, under Benitez and Mourinho, really, because they were more like games of chess. This isn't chess. You don't have to run this much when you play chess. Yeah, it's uh, it's very it's very intense. I think, I think yes, these game Liverpool done really well to give them a problem because that pitch is massive. That's a big pitch, and we've gone there before and we've looked compact against other teams, and we've been pulled apart because of the size of the pitch. It's hard to stay compact on a pitch that big. And the shape that we played put a load of... <laughs> so that singing's amazing, isn't it? It's, it's like someone's warbling outside. <laughs> so about soprano noise. That's absolutely wild. Uh, John was going to go... Rob was going to go and find out about it. Go on, keep going. Yeah, so the shape we played, I mean, it absolutely caused them all kinds of problems. <laughs> caused them all kinds of problems because it just nullified all the things that they thought they'd be able to get out of the game. But what it did is put our lads under so much pressure in terms of the amount of space they had to cover. The two centre mids, Tian and, and Ronaldo, um, the two either sides of Henderson had loads of shuffling to do, and then so did Origi and Firmino coming back. If, if one of them weren't shuffling, then they had to do it. The amount of work they put in was unbelievable, and it, <clears throat> I, d- I don't know. It, it's a great credit to our to our players that that they were able to put that level of work in for such a long time, um, and it shows the character they've got. It shows that it shows the the. the the bollocks basically and, and their, their ability to graft um, and you know you keep giving them obstacles we keep the, you know there's obstacles every every week you know we, we miss one player another player's back someone else can't play because some bell ends hasn't sent a form in you know <laughs> these are obstacles and they're just like alright Simon we'll just play anyway yeah we'll go ahead then let, let us play with you. you've got to take your hats off to our to our players because they're unbel- the commitments and, the, and their aggression and the work rate is unbelievable it, it really is Um and I thought we were really unlucky. I thought we, I thought we'd done everything right. And I think the frustrating thing is they scored a goal, and it, it, you know they had passages of play where you thought they're playing well, yeah, but there was no real threat from that from that move. And then all of a sudden, it, it, you know, he's offside. All right, it get, and it's just a goal out of nothing. I don't know. It was a weird goal. Um, how the fucking ball stays in off it in the post from where it was. With Fellaini heads it's a fucking big prick. I don't even know how he's done that. It was ridiculous. It wasn't fair. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Cough <Coughing> that. <laughs> I just sort of talked for a while there and then stopped. Well, I've done. Said all my words. Just get off. Get off. Just walk out and never see you again. I mean, I, I agree with a lot of what Jono said. I think <laughs> the first twenty. I, I mean, I've I haven't I haven't had a chance yet to go all the way back to the, to the match, but. Um, obviously, like it's it's mad watching a game of football from one end and and almost so far away because Old Trafford's massive. I mean, whether you like it or not, it's massive. <laughs> and when you're in the away end and on the upper tier in the away end, 
you're quite far away from things happening at the Stratford and like I had no idea what the pen was for. You were saying to me, handball, seeing John at our time, he's telling me climbing. You know what I mean? No one had a clue really what, what was going on. So so there's loads of stuff that I, was, I like picked up on when I started to watch it back. I haven't got all the way through. But one thing I did notice was that the first 20 minutes, nothing happened. Yeah. yeah. Just nothing happened. It's, it's, it was, it, but it's it, lads cancelling each other out yeah, and yeah, feeling well, each other out. I was going to say, yeah. I, I remember years ago where we did a... We, we did an Anfield app podcast and um, James Albertina was on and he was on about uh, what, what he compared it a washing a machine and a fridge a scrapped fridge and a scrapped washing machine just smashing into each other and it was kind of like that it was it was back to the old you know earning the right to play type of thing wasn't it and what I liked about it though what, what was good from a Liverpool perspective was and I've, I've been saying this all last week as well is there's loads of times I've been going, going to Old Trafford to watch Liverpool under different managers and I've just seen a Liverpool side freeze, just almost look round at that big ground, be overawed by the occasion, not play well, and not get anything out of it. And I'm, I'm that that Liverpool, the way Everton about yesterday enjoyed in that the way Liverpool set up, the way they, they approached the game, the way they were getting into them, the way they were they, they did carve out some chances, they could have scored a couple more goals. So all of that's a, a big positive especially when you're still missing key players well, on, 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 on the missing key players I had to go with it's John on this it was the, that, that he, he changed the shape uh, John he goes to this diamond uh, it's not it's not, a, not a huge difference but it's, a, it's enough of a difference from a 4-3-3 shifting into a diamond Lallana at the tip of it to put massive pressure on Carrick so first 45 minutes you know if, if we're talking about lads who were harried Michael Carrick was harried he had absolutely no opportunity to play any football at all and that's one of the reasons why United never settle down they never get playing Carrick gets pulled at half time because he completely out the game with the way in which Liverpool have set up and I thought that that was a real you know it's it, we've pretty much every league game played 4-3-3 and throughout the, that, the, those games we tend to have played 4-3-3 to have gone from nowhere we're going to Old Trafford lads we've got this young lad in at right back and now we're playing the, and we're exposing him actually we're not putting anyone in front yeah, of him yeah. Yeah. we're exposing him and uh, we're, this, this is what we're going to do because we think it's the right thing to do it's, um, it's a very very bold move by the manager but he's got complete buy-in for whatever he wants to do from his players yeah, definitely, and I think I think Origi helps with it because he's because he's kind of so willing, really. So he's able to drop in and be a right winger when you need to from a defensive point of view. And I thought he was he was kind of all over the place, really, and, and kind of defining the shape. I thought Lallana did well in that. And I think from a defensive point of view, I think I think it, it, it worked quite well. The shape in terms of I, I listened to the pink on on the way in this morning. You were talking about how they, they closed off space and closed off passes, and I think I think that was right. I think a lot of the times. You know, they just didn't seem to have any options, and 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 just didn't didn't, didn't seem to have a way through us really. And I think that the diamond worked quite well there. They just always seemed to be someone there to to kind of close off you, you know, to 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 harry them and just 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 to close off options really, and and not give them the, the ability to kind of get forward quickly. And I think I think the 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 shape went well, and it'd be interesting to see how much he how much he perseveres with it. Now I, I'm not sure, but um, it might just be a case of he, he thought it was right for this occasion. But you know, it, it's nice to see us being able to play in a different way. I I wouldn't be surprised if they've had that in mind, that shape in mind for that game for a long time because of the way they cancelled us out in the first game. I think he's probably thought we're going to need to do something different, and I think he's probably refrained from using it up until now because he didn't want to show his hands and give mm. Mourinho even an inkling that it might be in the post. So he wanted to try and get that little bit of an advantage for the and he got it first half. United United didn't change till till half time. They didn't admit and you you know we stopped them playing. We got one nil up. You know, we were we were we were causing them problems and we could have been we made a couple of poor choices when we were in the final third. We could have we could have made you know made a little bit more of it. Um 
But it, I wouldn't be surprised if we used that more from now on, especially in these types of games where you're a little bit busy. You know, you're two games in a in a week, um, and you want you know you want your better players on the pitch. I wouldn't be surprised to see Sturridge play in that formation with Origi. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I, I, I thought the, I thought the shape done really well. And I think the other point I was going to make was that what was that you know we said we we did expose the fullback we exposed them but I think that decision's been made well before clients being yeah, yeah. unavailable but it shows the faith he's got in the player and it I mean. shows the faith he's got that he hasn't thought right we'll just have to scrap this now because he because he was he was on his own at times and, and I think the other thing I thought watching it um, I didn't go to the game watched it on the telly but I thought and I don't know what it was like in the gram I thought Emily Chan's on nearly well for, for like I've been giving him a bit of stick um, he was terrible in the week. He, he's been poor. Mm. He, he's been below, but I thought, yeah, I thought he was really good. He was strong. He won a battle. He, he got in Pogba's head early. A few of them. I mean, we, we've talked about um, pinpointing pressing. You, it was clear to see one of the things they've been told is when he gets it, fucking loads, you're going to get it off him because he'll lose his head. And he did. And we just got on his head. We just went, yeah, I guess that you're shite. And there's, a, there's an emoji of him floating around everywhere, and he's, he's, he's crap. He, he is crap, isn't he? He is it's crap. I can't, it's weird. I can't get over how crap he is. He might like, be great with loads of time, but... It was one of them where during the game, you're like, you know, normally you you, you, you wouldn't say it because you think, oh, yeah. you, you say he's crap and then he scores. And he's going to score. But you just thought, nah. He's shite him. We'll just, we'll just call him shite. And, and he, you're not gone. even worried about you, it. You know, you see him, you can see, when you're watching him on the telly, you see a close-up, he's like fuming with himself and he's getting in, he's dead keen to try and do something. There's pictures of him all like running around on the, on the advertising boards everywhere, emojis, fucking this, that, the other. And he's there going full. I'm a massive fucking blagger, aren't I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's my head bouncing around everywhere. Every time I get it, I give the fucking thing away. <laughs> That's an horrible feeling. And Liverpool pinpointed that purposely. It's like, oh yeah. And it was almost like I was thinking about it before. It was almost like you know, yeah, you want to, you know, go. There was a little bit of needle between Mourinho and, and Klopp to start the season about buying 100 million pound players and it was almost like yeah we'll make a show of your best player then you think he's boss watch this and we just fucking went and got it off him every time and I thought Sham was instrumental in that um, and he'd done well to go and help uh, Arnold a few times as well so I thought we were, I thought we were really good and we, we, we could have been we could have won and you, I think you take that every time you go to Old Trafford. Pog- Pogba was terrible defensively as well, wasn't he? Like in terms, like on the set pieces. He was un- every it was time unbelievable. Lovren was winning over over him, and 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 he, 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 you like to say, look to me like his head has gone and culminating in he gives a, he gives a mad penalty away. But even that, I've watched that about three times. I don't know what he's doing. He doesn't know what he's doing. He, he, he's running backwards he's running and then backwards. he tries to spin and then he, he jumps up and then he doesn't know where he is and then he's lashed his arm up before he knows it. And his head's chocking. Yeah. I think, it, I think he's I think if you look at what when he's in, well, I don't think he knows quite what to do in a footy match when he isn't defo on the best team and I think that's I think all season I've watched him I watched him for instance when he went to Chelsea I watched, I watched United versus City at home and he spent the entire game of United versus City like like everything was a shock to him that he couldn't believe how little time there was that he couldn't believe he couldn't just look up and pass to Marquisio and Marquisio was going to make everything alright yeah. he couldn't believe that, that there's, a, there's a set of lads trying to actively stop you from, and I, th- I think he'll be great next year don't get me wrong I don't think we'll get away with something like that next year I think he'll have learned from it he'll, he'll work it all out but I think at the minute he's just not played that many games of football where he's clearly not on the best team 
you know that, that's yeah, normally yeah. that's always you know think about his game his, his career at Juventus where they've been winning leagues by 20 points his career in uh, his career in France uh, French international side where you mostly play against sides who you're as good as if not better than most of the time you play I just he looks to me like a footy player who doesn't know what to do when he's not flat track bullying it yeah. like it's not even that he's just a flat track bully it's like no one's ever gone yeah lad this is what you have to do this is how you get through 10 when you when it's going a bit wrong for you and you can't get any space this is how you have a 10 where you just get out the other side whereas all of our lads have got that in them and I thought that was one of the things Gareth we were stood next to each other during the game one of the things that I thought was really good I mean they get two one-on-ones they get the one where, he, where suddenly from nowhere McTarion's just running through the middle pocket yeah. gets a one-on-one yeah. you're not quite sure how it happens um, other than when you watch it back obviously but we responded to those little setbacks really well after each of the times I mean it, it became a joke around us in the ground where I would say big five but after each of the time where that happened Liverpool then went and had a big five yeah. where nothing looked like that looked like it was going to happen again mm. and I thought that was one of the things I was most impressed with that sort of game management of right we're just going to take the sting out of this now for the next two or three minutes so you're not going to get any head of steam up and I thought for the first hour especially we did that really well yeah I mean I, I think I think what we've seen over the course of the time that, that Klopp's been in charge, and this is another thing we was talking about before before we went to the game as well on some of the shows last week, was that I had no fear in going to Old Trafford because I almost you almost know now that Klopp sides will be up for big games. Like they, they're just they're just always in the right place. Whatever him and his team are doing behind the scenes, he's got the buy-in from his players. He's getting them in mentally the right place every time. And I, I, I think that's absolutely massive. And, and that's why, you know, they are able to do that. You never see that thing which you used to see from Liverpool where they almost, all, you know, all the shoulders go, all the heads go, and they're like, oh, it's not our day, this, boys. And you can almost see that happening in front of you. And that's when you start people filing out the ground and things like that because they were feeling the same way. And Klopp's hugely changed the mentality. My only worry would be now is while he has definitely changed the mentality and he's also proved that he can get squeeze a lot out of a group of players I still just wonder about you know the quality of the wider squad I mean I said to you before in the office like and I wrote it down here actually I know we've got injuries but it just just their bench was mad you know watching Matter and Rooney come on and I was just like fucking hell do you know what I mean where does this end like like they've done really well and then he's bringing Rooney on at our time and then he's bringing Matter on I said to you didn't I hate this fella he always does. He always seems to do well against us, and that, that is, they are top quality players. There that are kicking around on their bench. Our bench, we had Gomez, Moreno, Stewart, Ajaria, Coutinho. Obviously, comes on. We had Sturridge, who didn't use. Obviously, there's a small and blind Fellaini, Mata, Rooney, Rashford doesn't even use Rashford. I mean, it's it's just one of them. I I understand, and and we've talked about it all season. The Klopp philosophy. I understand and don't necessarily agree with a lot of what FSG say about development of players and finding value in the market. But I still just worry whether we can get over the line with with what we've got, and whether at some point, like what Nevin wrote about at the end of last week on the website, is there a point where you just say, "Listen, we're in a great position here." This is a big chance, and who knows when big chances come again? Where you're this close to the top at this stage of the season, is there not therefore an argument to say ordinarily we wouldn't go for this fella here? He doesn't tick all the boxes, but you know what? He he could come in because he's got pace, for instance. I mean, I thought that showed at times yesterday. I thought we played really well, but there was just times where there was no pace about to really get at them. There was one where Lalana picked her up in midfield, and you went, "Go on!" You could see the space. You could see her open up, and you went, "Go on, son." And he went, and then you seen him go, I haven't got the pace here. And he turned back. back. 
And it was like, bastard. You know what I mean? If he just had that in, the, in him, and it's not his fault, but you know what I mean? If he just had that in him or he had, you had someone else in the side who's got that in him, just felt we could have got at him a bit more. So in other words, I'm saying we missed Mane and we haven't got the equivalent of. I think it's a fair point and I think, I think one of the things that was a little bit disappointing yesterday was there were loads of opportunities, especially second half where you thought we should be creating a good chance here. There was there was few where we got the wrong side of their midfield, you're thinking, you know, even last year this would have been a goal because we were, we were very good counter-attacking-wise last year. And maybe that's because people are on us a little bit more this year and we're playing slightly differently. But we're not quite as clinical on the break mm. as we were. We, I, mi- we I, missed Mane massively. But then the, the, the sort of converse to that, they were, they were getting a load of stick on, on, not a load of stick, but they were mentioning on Sky, don't take a Rigi off, why are you taking a Rigi off, he's your outball. But then this, I think at times this year when we've played, when we've tried to use a Rigi as, a, as an outball, we panic. In, we've well, been panic in the last 20 minutes in games. I think, John, I thought that sub was one which was about, which was about the idea of, no lads, I'm, not, I'm taking your out ball. I, I think to a certain extent it was almost I'm taking your out ball off you. Yeah. I want you to play football a bit more here. And I, I thought you saw that with the what um, once that change happened, we actually looked more likely. We looked a better side within 90 seconds for me now. And I, I agree with you to a certain extent. Well, no, I don't I'd agree to a certain extent. I agree with you completely that we haven't been breaking well now for two months. I don't think we've been breaking well for two months. But I wonder if there's almost a little bit of chicken and egg. Like, for instance, if Firmino does just bury that, which I, I don't think it's a should score, but it's a certainly De Gea should make a great save, yeah. if you know what I mean. That's the territory of it, because De Gea is capable of that. But also, listen, goalkeepers save stuff. It's what the job is. So it's not a should score, but he should work him. Uh, he should work him more. But if he does then, you go and tell you what, the breaking looks a bit better. <laughs> but also everyone's doing it with more belief. Yeah. It's like later on, all right, ping, 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 we've seen that we're going to, this is going to work for us. When, when, when we work for Alderman, one more man coming, you're like, great, but then you've got to do the next bit, which is put your foot through and it's in the bottom corner. And and I think that it's quite a funny thing where firstly, you'd then be acting as though we're breaking a bit better because the bullet ended up in the back of the net. But secondly, you'd then be breaking with a real sense of, right, lads, it's on here because we know we, put, we stick these away. Yeah, and it... I, you know, it'd be quite nice to just, as you say, have a game where we do break well and finish. Because, because we, you know, we're getting nearly there. A couple of times, Evan Aldum should score. He should yeah. probably score at least one, if not two. The headers, the headers would have been a great goal, but it's a good chance. And then the one on the floor... Especially when you've seen him score that header the other week. Yeah. You know he's got I mean, it in his locker. There's loads of them. The, the, the Firmino wants a good chance. Coutinho cuts inside like three or four times. You're thinking, we're going to score here. And then we, we just never... And you, and at some point, we'll batter someone again on the break, and, and then we'll all be laughing, and we'll start whacking everyone. Probably Colin Tarver was winning the league. Like everyone has... <laughs> it's probably no coincidence, though, is it? That I, I, think, I don't think they've... All, basically, all the best players haven't played together since Watford, since we beat Watford 6-1. You haven't had every one of Firmino, Coutinho, Mane, Henderson... You haven't had all of them on the pitch, have you? I don't think. I think I'm right in saying since that game. And that's going to make that's yeah. going to make a difference. I mean, I think what we were seeing in that back then was a group of players that knew exactly what each other was about. Yeah. And it was all one-touch stuff. You know, there was there was great runs off the ball and Coutinho would just know and was playing things into areas and there's people running onto them. We've lost a bit of that now because the, the side's chopped and changed a few times and... Like you said before, it feels at the moment like we're always responding to some kind of issue as well when we're putting a side out. Like, what the fuck? What, what, what's this matter thing? That's absolutely madness. And like, I'm, I'm fuming about that today. I, don't, I still don't know the ins and outs. Probably don't think anyone does because it's, it's kept under wraps a little bit about what's gone on. But I, I was there thinking, I woke up this morning and I thought, do you know what? That big Groch Fellaini 
probably doesn't get his head to the ball if Matip's on the pitch. You know what I mean? And and it's just if we've been denied basically our best centre half playing because of some FIFA nonsense, then what's that about? You know what I mean? And and it does it, it does feel like that to me that you know we're we're really stretched at the moment and yet we're still managing to get all right results we're still staying in touch and I think that's key and you're right I think it'll come back swing back round we'll get mad I mean, this is what Klopp was saying in his press conference by the way and it was his press conference even if you're not bothered with all that crap and I know a lot of people aren't it's worth a watch this one the one from yesterday because he was fuming for one which is always great but also he, he was just sort of saying it'll come back round because we'll get all these players back we'll get them all on the pitch and then we'll see and it was like, I was like, quit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought Coutinho made a difference when he came on in terms of just bringing more out of other people. He does that little flick around the corner, almost straight away, doesn't he? And if you, you feel like just by having him there, the, the movements of everyone's just a little bit better because they're just on the toes yeah. a bit more because they feel like he's, he's, he's going to do something. And I think, I, think, I think that was kind of really, really good to see. And I think the form thing's quite interesting because it feels like we're not in great form. But I was... Um, I was watching the, the, um, the you know the, the build up on the on the Friday night and it was that Merseyside v Manchester nonsense and all that and I was I was watching it anyway because I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> but they were saying like all the you know the six games over the festive period and they said there's only two clubs who, who went unbeaten and that was Liverpool and Man United. Yeah. And you're like, well actually you know it's been ages since we've got beat and well, we've lost obviously the Southampton game but in the league it's 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 been a long time now and you kind of forget really and so. We probably we've probably have done well to, to get as much. You know, you want to be playing better, but bearing in mind how we've played, we've you know we've done well, well to, to keep. John, the if this is the going. if this is the blip, yeah, then I've I've watched Liverpool sides blip a lot worse. <laughs> I've seen I've I've gone through blippier Januarys in my time than <laughs> this. The blip, you know, it's the, the blips you've beaten City at Anfield and you've drawn with Man United at Old Trafford. That's the blip. That's a blip. Julia's blips Sad, were the best. Who they could, who they could blip for three months? Yeah. Three months of endless defeat. Yeah. Uh, I remember I remember blipping away at Middlesbrough, and it didn't stop till February. But somehow we won the league cup. Um, MLS keep running channels. Yeah, uh, four five one trying to win his own flick ons. Um, no, I mean it's, this is this is a thing, isn't it? I you know if, they, if this is it, then but, it, but the other side of that though is the one thing you've seen through them, and, that, and it's the same with the Suns away, John. And we can listen. You can still you can probably debate with the manager even. Wouldn't have the, I think if you were sitting there now and you went, you think you got it right for something underway playing them all again? You probably go to be honest with you, mate. I don't know. I probably won't work this out for about a couple of years. It's hard, <laughs> but it's back to the, the idea of when he plays them all at something away, they're all fighting for each other. Mm. And this is, you know, and this is a key thing that you see in there that they're not playing that well. It is a little bit scruffy. He's changed the shape, and they've got to get through patches in the game where they're not, they're not, they're not just not fluent, and they know they're not fluent, but they know they will be, and. The, the reason why you know he's able to sit there and say well I might have got it right at Slumlands away because what I've got is this feeling of complete togetherness <coughs> you know there's the bit when I, I've been told about the commentary from Tyler where Tyler's Will and Rooney to blab it in the oh, back of the ridiculous. net and there's but there's Again. two there's two Liverpool players absolutely working the balls off to close it yeah. and then Henderson gets up and goes and, cl- and has to go and close out wide because he's just watched two of his mates lash themselves right in front but all through the game you could see them doing that you could see them working over for Alexander-Arnold you could see that they were the, the, they were completely tied into the idea of right we're all we're all in this together boys there was no there was, the, n- n- we're all equal in this yeah the, that's the that's the best thing about our side and, and, and it's probably better than anyone else in the league is that the, the, there's no one who's unwilling to work and everybody, you know, regardless of who they are, is going to graft for the for the mates. And 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 it's a it's a good point. You know, 
you, 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 change, you make loads of changes and that might just slip a little bit because they're not used to playing with each other and they're not used to that. Or what, you know, what does he do? You know, if you play with someone every week, you know what like, you know, what they're going to do, if they're going to, if they go on the left or they're going on the right or they're going to dive in or whatever, and you can, you can anticipate going and taking them out. If you don't, if, you, if you're not used to that, then, you know, that might affect the ability to work together as a team. So, I don't know. I, 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 I just. I think we're great. I think. I think. <laughs> I think we're really great. And I think if we don't win the league, I think we come really close. But and, I, and we said it before. But I, you know, I'm, we're touching on it now. Is you know, this is a really, this is a really good opportunity, and we and we could do with, you know, a couple more people to help us. But but then I just think, well, next year, you know, the standards. Isn't, the standards of everybody else isn't going to go up that much. The standard now is fucking flying. Chelsea have won seventeen out of twenty-one league games. Exactly. What so, are they going to do? What win eighteen? So, so people, people, you know, people are flapping a bit, saying, "Oh, next year everyone will be better." Well, so what? Because we'll be better. And, what, and there's something about us that other teams haven't got. You know, City might be better, but they won't have more fucking graft than us. And United might be better, but they still have a big cart also front of Bellend as a manager. <laughs> you know what I mean? But we're 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 going to be Sam next year. So so we spoke about this before about you know flapping about you know worrying that that you that you you know this is your one chance to do in the in the next five years. And it's not. It's just the first of many, and and that, and that's probably why it's in for you know he's he's got the self confidence to think well I don't need to buy anyone because if we don't win it this year we will just win it next. And, and when I buy players in the summer, they'll be sad. And they'll all graft as much as these fellas will. And, I, you know, it's it, it's hard. Yesterday, I wanted to fucking burst someone after that game. I wanted to go and find someone and just burst them. Anyone? Anyone? <laughs> I could have just gone out, into the, out of our house and just knocked on the neighbour's door. He sports Everton. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with you? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Just cough for that. It just it was horrible. But when you step away from it and you and you you know you you have a you have a thing and you look at what them them players are doing for you. It, I, I just the, I think we're great. I just I just love us. I think the, the, the captain's massive in there. I thought it was great that he was back. I thought he was. I for me he was probably man of the match. But then I always say that and people get upset. <laughs> uh, but you know I thought he was in terms of the fact that he found himself with time. When we're talking before about choices, people making the wrong choices, it felt. Nine times out of ten, he was the Liverpool player making the right choice, but also that he was—it's this overall thing. And you know, you and I, people like it with me and you row about character and leadership on this show, Robbo. But th- not there is not, not this again. <laughs> but there is there is something here about what you said before about the fact that we've seen other Liverpool sides, other Liverpool sides led by led by different people. I'm not just su- su- suggesting Gerard. I'm you know I'm going right the way back to perhaps since the uh, for the last fifteen twenty years, turn up to Old Trafford and go, not sure about this. Whereas. Everything about Henderson's demeanour right the way through yesterday was, I'm sure about this. That And again, this is back to the relationship. You get the impression, not just with him and his teammates, but also with him and the manager. The manager's told us to do this and I can see how this works. And so I'm, we're all we're all in here, boys. And you're all with me and I'm, I'm with this fella. And it just, there's, there's a certainty about so much of what he does. It was so important for Liverpool to get him on the pitch is what I'm driving yeah. at. Because there's a certainty about him, which, which hasn't been there in the past. Even when he's been playing well in the past, there hasn't quite been this level of absolute... I'm I'm running this show here insofar as I can. Yeah, Liverpool take better don't they when he's there and, and, and running the show is the key to it because I think he does lead by example. I mean people questioned whether he, he had the both the 
the playing capabilities and the mental air force issue capacity, whatever the word is, really to to be Liverpool captain. And it, and it is hard to follow in the footsteps of someone like Steven Gerrard. People are still talking about Steven Gerrard. Manchester United fans are still singing about Steven Gerrard, and it's like and, and that must be hard. It must. It's obviously gone through his head that you know he's he's literally been handed the the armband from Steven Gerrard. But I think he's grown into it. And I think you're right. He does. He he, does, he looks a captain to me now. And and it. I I just I notice little things as well. Not just the, the fact that he keeps things ticking over. He's, he's running around everywhere. His energy is amazing and all that. The usual Henderson stuff. It's the little things as well. Like I I seen him go and putting a, an arm around Trent in the game and things like that. I seen him in the referee's face every five seconds yeah. as well over anything and everything. And I'm like, come on, lad. Yes, because because. People, people will poo-poo that kind of stuff at times. You see them say that things like that don't matter. They do matter because the referee's human as well. And if Henderson's repeatedly telling them, you're giving them more here, what about that one there? We should have had that. That'll, that. I don't care how professional the fella is, that'll be in his head. And the next decision he makes, maybe it, it goes Liverpool's way because he thinks, hang on, maybe that lad's right and I haven't given them anything. So all that's important and he, he, he acts like the captain. He acts like the captain, and there's a picture kicking around as well, which I thought was nice today. Where um, I think it's at the end, and it's it's Henderson and, and Trent again, but but Trent is looking at Henderson like you're boss, you. Do you know what I mean? Like he's, he he looks like a kid looking at a man, if you know what I mean, and going nice one. I'd like to see that picture. It is it's a nice picture. Yeah, it's a nice a, picture. Sounds lovely. Um, yeah, it's it's obviously the the steam that the manager holds on him because he's straight in there and. He doesn't normally do that. You know, he's a big fan of, you know, how many how many consecutive days training you've done and things like that. He's you know, you see it with Coutinho, he's being careful with him with Henderson, he's just like, as soon as I can get him in, I'm just gonna get him in and and that's what he's done. Um so it just shows how how high and you know, that this manager's worked with a lot of good players. He he knows he knows what it takes, you know, to win things and, and he sees that in Jordan and he sees him very much as his captain and it was funny because there was a little little bit of uh, of rumours that I mean it's, it's Liverpool it's a gossip city but in the summer like whether he was even going to be the captain and there was talk about other you know Lovren maybe and things like that and he just he just looks every inch the Liverpool captain at the moment and yeah it's great to see um, a couple of others I want to highlight before we move on um, well but I'll, I'll, I'll group them together almost John a big side of Mick and um, and Dejan Lovren both of them I thought but two massive performances in different ways obviously uh, but both I thought both really showed what they were made of again yesterday. I thought they were just just two strong strong showings. Yeah, the keeper's brilliant. I think it's it's a he's, he's been great since he since he come it's, back into the team. But that, it's that the feel good hit of the summer, isn't it? At the moment, it's, it's, it's <laughs> mad, isn't it? It's, it's mad. ridiculous. Yeah, he's, he's 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 come back in with this. I think you just have to drop him every six months. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's that's what well, happens. looked all right the other night. Yeah, well, can so just like, keep dropping yeah. the pair of them <laughs> 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 and see how it works. I don't know, but he was he was he was terrific. You know, the, the big saves at big times, and he and he looked like you know he wasn't. You know, sometimes in the past when he saves something, he always looks surprised, doesn't he? Like, yeah. <laughs> well, not <at> me, <laughs> they normally go in. <laughs> Whereas Buddy looked like he was like, Yeah, Sam, that's what I do. Boom, see you later. One on one, no worries. Get past me. And he was like he was he was showed a lot more in terms of his his 
it's just presence. He had a greater presence, I think, is what yeah. I'm getting out of here than, than, than he's kind of had in the past, really. And that's a big thing for a keeper, you know, because we've seen it with opposition keepers. You know, you just look at them and it just looks like it's going to be hard to score. And you never you never really had that with Mingley, but you were getting a bit of that. You know, they were you know they were starting to snatch his shots a bit, like we've done in the past with the Gaia. I think there was a couple where, you know, they just don't get older than right. And I think they... It was in their heads a bit that the keeper was playing well. I think they celebrated with tons of relief. I, yeah, you know what I mean. They, they celebrated like, thank God we've got that. Yeah, and yeah. you know, for a variety of different reasons, but it really did feel like, thank God that's gone in. Yeah, no, I agree with you, and I think that a little bit of that was just. I think they, they, they knew how hard it was was to kind of get that goal. Really, I thought we were great at one one. By the way. We were yeah, great yeah, at 1-1. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was going to talk about that. Yeah, we were great. Well, it's an idea of when we played, when we followed John, you know. We were great at 1-1. Yeah. It went 1-1. We all looked at each other and went, right, we're going to score the next goal in the yeah. game. And I, th- I think that that's, you know, again, and, and also we started to play a little bit more, maybe, just maybe, if you're the manager, you're thinking, well, you could. But I thought we were, there, was a, there was a period about 20 minutes into the second half where f- for 15 we were great. Yeah. We just got up, continue to come on. We got up the left. We just kept knocking it around, Ben. And, and then at 1-1 again, you just thought, well, it's on its way here. It's on its, you feel as if we'd have played for five more minutes. The only way they were going to score was lumping it in the box. The way we were going to score was by cutting them open. Yeah, and, and it was it was a shame. The time of the goal was a shame because if they scored five minutes early, we'd have won the game, you know. And, and if if it had been five minutes later, it'd have been full time. It wouldn't have fucking mattered. Um, <laughs> we'd have won the game. Um, yeah, it was just a shame when it, it, it happened when it did. But we were the better side in in, in good chunks, and, and it, it shows their ability to fight. You know, in in the face of a, a hostile crowd, a fucking shit ref. Um, loads going against them we just kept getting the ball and playing and then Coutinho comes on and as soon as he gets it he just right back on it back on it fucking and, you know he weren't fully fit but he, he looked at one of the best players on the pitch by a mile and they shit themselves and, and they dropped and they you know it frees us up a lot it, it, 10 more minutes we'd have won the game 5 more minutes we'd have won it it was just a, it was just a ball it was our last um, Taxi Lovren Thanks, Lovin. Yeah, it was great. And and uh, Minyalay, first of all, I'd just say as well that uh, that I thought the save from Ibrahimovic on the on the yeah, free kick sure. was brilliant because he's well, he's he, he, Yeah, he absolutely connects with it. But also, I, I don't I don't reckon he's got a boss view there. You know what I mean? It's just flying at him through a wall, and and like it to so to make that reaction, say to get down and, and and get that away, brilliant save. And the only the only moments, in fact. Where you'd question either Lovren or Minyalay is when when Lovren plays the mad back pass. And it's like, and Mignolet flies out and, uh, A, the back pass is mad, like I said, but also Mignolet... Uh, I'd forgotten the mad back pass, that's yeah, quite early on, yeah. isn't it? That was mad. I, I wanted him to, uh, I wanted him to clean it. He should have cleaned everyone yeah, else. And, and he sort of pulls out of yeah. it, it's really... And, and then it hits him and it spoons over the bar, it could have gone anywhere, that. It's in the air for ages, wasn't it? But, but, you know, that aside, the pair of them were great. And, you know, back back on the trend thing as well, there was one where, you know, there were a couple of times he's caught and that, that's going to happen. He's a kid, it's his debut. And it's, it's his debut at Old Trafford in that game, which is mad. Uh, all right, we know Rob Jones could handle that, but you know this is—it's still a big ask. Um, but there was one where Lovren cleaned up for him, which I really like. So he was, you know, again he's looking out for him. He's going, well, he might not get that, and I'll just be ready here if he, yeah. if he gets past. And he was there, and it, and there was a lot of that from him. You know, people, are, you know, people are still say people, a certain group of people, are always critical that I see on the internet about Lovren, and it's like I, I, I suppose I don't know what they want. Because to me, he's doing a lot of the bread and butter well now. He's still got his, he's still got his little dodgy moments in him. I don't think I, I think anyone would say that. We see them t- from time to time, not least the mad back pass. 
but he's playing well. He's doing he's doing well. He looks he looks a decent defender now, and he was he was a threat the other the other end as well. Like I said earlier, he you know, really he, he was over. He was he was winning everything on our set pieces, and I think there was there was one that he won, and um, Origi just took a swing at it and completely completely misses it. But it's a, it's actually a chance that, or it's, it's at least half a chance. So he was he was creating murder in in their box as well. So yeah. Great game from him and and yeah, echo what they said as about the uh, about the keeper as well. Thing to say, thing about Lovren, you know, once once matter, you know, once once fax machine starts working again, whatever. <laughs> Maybe that's the issue. Is that fucking the busies in Switzerland so all the fax machines away from FIFA and no fucker can just send a piece of paper to say he's all right to play because they haven't got one. I thought they haven't fax- got the internet yet. Oh my, yours the transfer window, so everyone's fax everyone's machine fax works. Machines, everyone yeah. works apart yeah. from FIFA's. They're just shredding stuff. Just shredding that comes in. Hang on, can we read it? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> what, um, what paper? I think. <laughs> I think the other thing about Lovren is he, he looked great. He looked, I mean, I think he was, I thought he was excellent yesterday, but he looked, he looked even better again next to Matip. And, and when them two were, were the first choice, the pair of them looked really good. I think the thing with Clavan is Clavan's, Clavan's good enough to be a third choice, centre-half, possibly a fourth choice, but he will always have a mad decision in him. And, that, and that's just the nature of, when of he, him. When he made his mad decision second half, the manager went... There was a few. There was one. There was one where he where he doesn't make the tackle and the manager screams at him. And there's the one for Mkhitaryan's chance where he just steps. He's, he's, he's trying like, to play him offside. Yeah. Fifteen yards ahead yeah. of Lovren, and he's like, "Oh <laughs> fucking hell, I've dropped one of my lads." Then you later just takes him out. You're gonna get mad stuff like that off a fella who's 31 who's never played at a high level. Do you know what I mean? You, you're gonna get that. But also as well, what you just said is important, isn't it? To remember that his third or fourth choice. Yeah. And and so like literally anyone in the world. What's your pitch there? Ah, yeah. Do you want to come and play for Liverpool? Not much. Uh, your, your third or fourth choice centre-half. We think uh, Joe Gomez is better than you, but we're keeping it under for now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, who, who, like, who are you going to get? And, and if you dig down to third or fourth choice in anyone else's team, what, what is it? Exactly. I, don't, I don't know off the top of my head. But I'm sure someone will tell, prove me wrong so on the internet because that's so what it's Well, I, I, I mean, I, I think it's, you know, it's, clo- it's close between, for instance, at the minute, I think if you look at Arsenal, you use Arsenal because they're always a good comparison. They've done well this season, brought Mustafi in. He's a good player. He's looked good next to Koscielny. But then the next one down is either Gabriel or Mertesacker. They don't want to see Mertesacker back because he's 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 because he can't turn around. Uh, and Gab- <laughs> oh, Gabriel's all right. I, I think Gabriel's all right, but he's a younger player. I think we're sort of hoping that Gomez fills that particular void, that mm. Gomez becomes your Gabriel, if you know what I mean. But I think the, the set Backs knocked him back, but it's an. I mean, it's in general. I mean, we, we had it last week on the show. It's an interesting discussion, I think, for the manager in terms of the fact that if he believes in these young lads, then he's going to end up occasionally needing to buy someone like Clavin. And it's and it's fine having Clavin. It's absolutely fine because he's good. He's a good player. But the, but the, the the wider point is, if you're playing next to him as a centre half, you're going to struggle a little bit more than you would if you're playing next to a top top class player because you just don't know what he's going to do. He just does match it. The centre half thing as well has also got to be slightly framed by the fact that he probably expected in the summer that he could give Sacco a game and then he decided to be mad yeah. and now he's never going to play for Liverpool again you know he didn't have that there's another one there's another issue that he's had to deal with um, just one more I want to talk about before we uh, move on towards the wider picture um, John is Alexander-Arnold um, spoke to you before the match and you were pretty certain and I, I'll be honest I was quite I wasn't worried about it I was surprised the people were I understand the sort of the, the reticence but I think again if you're going to if you're going to have your Liverpool manager be Jürgen Klopp he's not going to move Milner to right back and bring Moreno into left back he's going to go this lad's my second choice right back I've been saying this lad's my second choice right yeah. back he's going to back that that notion he's going to back that lad 
Yeah, they completely did the right thing. Just oh, oh, well, Klein's out. So like this, this other fellow will come in. I thought, you know, he, he he struggled at times, but it's hard. You know, it's you know, there's pace in, in the side and, and you know, the good footballers and when and when they were allowed to play... The, well, the Klein's poorest ever game for Liverpool comes at Old Trafford last season yeah. in the Europa League when Martial made him. That's, that's correct. Martial's fastly. And, you know, there's, there's, there's pace there and, I think, you know, the times he found it tough, but he's... He's a, he's a tough character, you know. He's 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 a leader of in in that young youth teams that he plays with, and so, you know, he was he was able to get through it. I thought his, his teammates did well with him. I thought they you know they, they kind of talked him through it really, and I was I was gutted for him actually that he scored because imagine that you know coming away from him and thinking oh, to debut we won one 0 there and we've had to defend and you know it was a bit hard at some points but you know we've got through it and, and what that would have done for him I still I still think he could be pleased with how he's played um, I think you know you want Klein back sooner rather than later but that's just because Klein's an excellent player it's not it's nothing on you know that on the on, on on Alexander Arnold really I'm sure he'll play again in the weekend I'm sure he'll play well did you see um, this me being all social media and that but all the all the players all sent some like put things up yeah saying like you know well in Trent today you know what I mean well played Trent and things yeah. like that but I always think that's great well you the youth I mean? players were buzzing as well I saw um, I, I replied to a tweet from Liam, Liam Coyle who's, who's 16 and Trent was his captain last year and now you know he's playing <laughs> for the first team and he was like you know he's buzzing for you for him and I've replied to you know you know it must be fucking boss seeing that you know what I mean he was my captain last year for the under 18s and now he's, he's got he's a chance an old track, an old track, you know what I mean and, and so you know the, he's pleased for his mate any, but he's also a little bit of a there's a chance yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, mad, so, it's mad that his, uh, his uncle's the secretary of Manchester United, isn't it? Is that right? Yeah, yeah John yeah. Arnold, yeah. Did not know that. Yeah, there you uh, go. Yesterday, yesterday. Probably used way around the gaff, that's why he played so well. Let's see what he's made of away at Plymouth, that's what I want to know. Uh, when, he, when, he, when, he doesn't have, when he doesn't have the connections. Um, all right, then moving on to the... I mean, the, the table's doing me head in a bit, really, because... because we're doing all right, and you're looking at it, and, and you're now looking at us being seven points behind John, and you know the, and so therefore you, 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 I think a lot of people come away from a draw at Old Trafford where Liverpool have played pretty well and feel as though it's two points dropped, and that's partially I think the nature of the way in which those points end up being dropped. It's a late equaliser. <coughs> if, if the scorers go the other way around and the performances are broadly the same, everyone comes out buzzing. But also I think it's partially because you're looking at it and you're going, God, they've won 17 out of 21. Yeah. The you know the idea that maybe they'll drop points at Leicester and find it hard. They go one 0 up after six minutes. It looks tricky. It's not insurmountable, though. And, you know, you do think that maybe the belief's going to lead to a, a run of wins. Yeah, they've, they've, they've got a run in them, this Liverpool team, you know, and it looks like everyone has at the moment. So I thought Chelsea were excellent on Saturday. I've, I haven't watched loads of them, actually, uh, but I sat and watched the game because I, I, I had a bit of time and I thought they were great. And I feel like everyone's lied to me saying they're not very good. In terms of space they've got, but then you know the cost of things, you know, it is it will be tricky for them. You know, the left back's not going to score two goals every every week, is he? You know what I mean? And so, so they might they might start finding. And you've just got to hang in there. You just, I remember. It's a really strange analogy, but I'm going to do it because I'm a bit hungover and my head doesn't work properly. I remember when we used to play snooker, and my dad always said, like, if you can stay within fifteen, then. You, the pink and the black, your last two balls, and you can put them in and you can win. So you just need to, and, we, and I feel like that watching Liverpool at the moment, you just need to stay there. And you just need to stay and, and I think we can go on a great run. I think I think we're capable of it. And Rob, Rob wrote a brilliant preview uh, on the website for, before the Man United game, which is still well worth a look. He's, he's somehow got us losing seven games but winning the league, and I'm not quite sure how he's done it, but, <laughs> but you know what I mean? He's, but he's, but he's, you know, he said that these, 
the, the run we've got at the end, you're, you're expecting us just to just to steamroll everyone, and and I think you just got to you just got to stay there. You've just got to stay within the within the within the pink and the black of them of, like of Chelsea. I do like that. Apart from either right? fifteen and not thirteen, but you know, I just I'll just I'll save you from oh, the internet pedants there. It's all right, John. I'm just saving you. I'm just yeah, saving yeah. you. Uh, yeah, we just got to, if we can just stay with the pink and the black, then I think I think they've got every chance. It's seventeen to go, Gareth. It's it's ten homes, seven aways. Uh, and only City left to go to in terms of the aways. Thing I would say is there's a lot of sides still to come to Anfield who are good sides. Chelsea, Tottenham, Arsenal. Yeah, they're good. Them. Um, yeah. We're going to need to win nine of the homes. I think. It's it's. Uh, well, I'm coming to John last on this because he's written a piece today that basically sets fire to the internet uh, <laughs> and offers. I think everybody out. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> uh, um, but there is a. Um, there is. It is worth pointing out that you know it's. It is ten cup finals. These the ten homes are ten cup finals. If you do, if Liverpool can bang thirty points on top of where they currently are remaining or 27 even then then it, that that does put Liverpool within the pink and the black to use John's metaphor yeah, if they if they can get the home points on the board and and that's why again I enjoyed that press conference so much because it, it was the swagger of Klopp almost about it it was like you know you're used to this sort of jovial fella and all that and blah 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 I've said before he's not he's not that fella he's not he's a ruthless bastard this fella and he I think he's he's sitting down going his head isn't falling off about a 1-1 at Old Trafford. He's no. going, we've got 10 at home and we'll win all of them. And uh, if, if that doesn't get us somewhere, then, well, you know, what more can we do? We've literally done our best there. But if you go all the way back now and think about how much emphasis he's put on all the time about winning at home, about the atmosphere being boss, about getting behind your team at Anfield, about not getting off early, about how the atmosphere makes a difference. Honest to God, I, I've been making a note of it because it's one of my things as well about the atmosphere. And on, it's every programme, it's every press conference, and it has been for absolutely weeks on end. Yeah. It's it's basically Jurgen Klopp's key message. Yous can all make a difference. You know, make make Anfield that famous cause and that we we would all love it to be. And that gets like you know, other fans will say, other clubs let them say it. You know, oh, you're getting all romantic and it's crap and it's like a lie. But it's not. It's been really good at times. You know, and you just think about those times when it has been good. And if you go the match regularly, think about what you did on that night or that afternoon and just do that for the rest of these 10 home games and see where we end up. It's right. I mean, it, we can beat any team in this league. Yeah. Absolutely. We've, we've, we've done it. We've, we've been and beat most of them. Um, so why, we've got a better chance of beating them at home. You know. We haven't lost for a year at home in the league. We're fucking boss. Yeah. <laughs> But you know, people forget we're fucking boss, and our grounds now boss, and our grounds noisy, and it's bigger, and it's unusual, and teams are coming there. It's the first time it's been like that, so they're taking a while to get used to it. And we're all used to it, and so when we go next week, just go mental, just fucking go mental. It sounds make loads of noise, call everyone for everything, appeal for everything, appeal for everything, scream at everyone. You know, have a laugh, have a bevy, smuggle drinking, whatever. <laughs> I'm not condoning any of this. <laughs> And I would never dream of doing it myself. You must understand. It's getting better at the league. I mean, I mean and, 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 and the seat around it was just no one knows. I've heard rumours you can get red wine in as Vibina. I don't fucking hell. I'm starting. That's why I'll have to change my game up. It's that lad Oxo. I don't know. Some kind of brown fucking alcohol. Um, 
I, yeah, I, I mean, we can we can win every home game. We win every home game. We're on something like seventy five points or something. We are seventy five points. We win every home game from now the end of the season. at seventy five points in the bag. And then you start looking at your ways. All right, City, they're shit. We'll batter them. <laughs> there's you, three. There's three sorted. They are the crap. You just get off of them. Just got battered by Everton. Everton are crap. <laughs> um, but then you look at the rest of your ways, and you, and I, I, you know, I was looking at them thinking the the hardest away we've got left is probably Hull. Because they've got this mental fella who's just come in who's probably going to win everything in the world that's ever been. It's, it's unbelievable how good he is. It's unbelievable how good he is. He's it's got me up night. He's got me up night <laughs> that fella already. I quite want to be Hull. And then I think, right, just give us the fucking league now because they're not to live with us. Um, but you look at everyone else, there's no one else really who you think is going to be in the mix. I don't think I've looked at them away. I don't think there's going to... You know, your last few away games, people down there, the previous playing probably aren't going to be in the mix to go down, I don't think. So that... Then you start getting in the realms of them. Well, well, half season's finished. We're all on holiday, and we're we're there thinking, well, we just need six points to win this fucking league. Yeah, watch this. We're winning ten nil every week, and no one can fucking cope with us. Got all our lads back. Mane's come back from Africa like better than he's ever been. Coutinho's had three months off. Fucking Dan Sturridge just remembers how to turn rounds and that. And we're just going to be whacking everyone. And uh, there's no reason why we can't win this league. Absolutely not. And there's loads of reasons why we can. Okay, uh, if you want to enjoy this journey with us on tour, play £5 a month, theanfieldrap.com forward slash subscribe, because the journey starts now, it is 17 to go, it is deadly serious. Uh, be fantastic, all the shows behind there, review shows, uh, history shows, preview shows, uh, a slightly new offering as well coming into uh, 2017, which we're working on at the minute, be around and about come the start of February-ish, but come on board now with us, uh, theanfieldrap.com forward slash subscribe for that. Uh, being kept in wasn't great, was it? No, it wasn't, and I didn't really understand why. Um, I was at Old Trafford the other season, and they let us out, um, and that's basically 75,000 people boring onto the streets at the same time, and it's very easy to blend in and get off and go home, and that's what everyone wants, particularly in a, in a late Sunday match. Um, and, and yeah, all of a sudden we're being kept in, and I thought, hang on, this seems like a bit of a mad retrograde step. So I actually called one of the coppers, and I said, you're keeping us in here? And he went, yeah, and I said, well... On what basis? Because, you know, you didn't last season and it worked. So what's happened? And he went, and I, I said, I'm sure you've put it out somewhere that, that you were going to let us go. And he went, well, I don't, I don't think so, mate, because we only make the decision at half-time. Yeah. And I was thinking, well, what happened that half, uh, in the first half that made you yeah. think, I've got to keep 3,000 or whatever it is, lads, in, in the ground? Because Liverpool are 1-0 it's mad how they don't know like I asked just making it up I asked uh, I went down on about 40 uh, to go to the toilets uh, and uh, I asked I said you, you keep us in and they were like oh we don't know and I was like what do you mean you don't know yeah. like that's mad and then like I was down for the toilets after the game as well and like we had to like really argue to, to get let go they decided to let two go at a time uh, and then, and then once this is, they, this is basic human rights. And then once yeah. they came back, they'd let a couple more go, and it was just, and luckily, uh, and but they weren't going to even allow that. And luckily, uh, we had Anna Burgess with us, who's who's a way fans representative on on the um, on the supporters committee, if the, if the thing still exists, um, and she's she's involved with um, FSF and things like that, Anna, and she's great. And she was saying, well, look, I've spoken to the head of whatever in the weekend he said you know if they do keep doing it they'll let people go to the toilets and sort of the heads went a bit then but you know but but if she wasn't there then well, was I, the I reckon I'd this, still be there now yeah, asking for a piss it was the same with this with, with the Bobby I spoke to I said like you know well alright you're keeping us in then but, but how long and he went so oh, it's probably only going to be about 15 and I thought well what, what's, what's happening in that time yeah. and like what I don't get about it as well is like if alright 
let's let's be perfectly and brutally honest here. There are, there are lads on both sides of both sides. Man United and Liverpool support both teams who are a bit nuts at times. And, and okay, you know we know that emotions run high in that game. <laughs> we me and Neil were on the divide between us and them, and uh, emotions were definitely running high. Um, My security guard was sound. That was lovely fella. <laughs> yeah, we had we had a good chat with the couple of security guard fellas, but uh, not so, not so good chats with some Man United fans. <laughs> Particularly the fellow with bad seat tyre. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, I just think it's I I I, I want to know what the log genuinely want to know what the logic is because as, as I say if you all leave at once you can blend in and get off and no one's standing around in the Liverpool end with the full Liverpool kit on. It's almost like there's a, something goes round that says everyone's got to wear black when they all go to Man United because everyone knows the score. And it's so just, just let us go, let us go home. And instead, what you do is, it, I think, if there are any loons that want to come and find the Liverpool fans, well, you give them the opportunity to walk all the way down the ground yeah. and stand by the bit where we're coming out and give you stick when you come out. That didn't happen, by the way, or it didn't happen to me. I got off perfectly sound and it was sound, but I just don't get the, the actual policy of doing it. But all this said, I was talking to, uh, I went and met the Armstrong of United We Stand fame, uh, obviously being on quite a lot of our shows at the last week or so. Went and spoke to him uh, before the game, found him, sat on the fanzine and uh, having a chat with him. And he said that um, when when uh, they came to Anfield for the Europa League game, they were kept in for an hour plus by, outrageous. by, by Merseyside police. So, yeah, I don't know. I'd like someone to explain it to me sometime, but... I, I guess it's the inconsistency, not, isn't yeah, it? I guess it's they're the not queuing up to explain the, the tactics. Well, it's the fact that people are making plans as well, uh, but you know, it's a separate thing anyway. Um, all right, uh, Plymouth next should be two on the bounce for Alexander Arnold. Yeah, I think he'll 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 more or less go with the same team as he, as he played in the home leg. I think I think um, it's it's a good opportunity for storage as well. Chan needs a rest though, doesn't he? I mean, Chan's now played five on the bounce. When you think about the fact no one else has played that, I thought, for instance, you mentioned Chan before, I think he has a really good hour, and then I think he's really mm-hmm. suffering, to be honest with you. Like, he's not getting back in or anything like that. Like, it was just getting dead hard. But yeah, he's played five on the bounce. I don't necessarily mean exactly the same. I mean, the similar sort of idea. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, they say, well, oh, you know, he's, he's going to try and rest as many as he can. Yeah, he might he might do something with, you know, with Aldam instead. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what he does with Coutinho, whether he, he, he uses him, whether he takes him at all, or whether he, he, just, he just kind of holds him back. That may be an interesting one. He's probably got his eye on you know, two starts after that because they want to play him in the Southampton game. And so so he might, he might, he might just tell him to stay at home and put his feet up. But if you just see what he does there, but I think it's a real opportunity for Sturridge. I think, uh, you know, he's, he's he's done a couple of interviews recently where he's been quite bullish and I think I'm sure he would have wanted to get on. I think Plymouth's a great opportunity for him because, you know, we'll see a lot of the ball and he's going to see a lot of it. He's the kind of player who can... And he's good for the young lads, as we always say. Yeah, yeah. So mm. I think I think it's a real opportunity for Sturridge and I just hope he plays well. Um what sort of size are you thinking, Gareth? Do you think you agree with John? I, I think it's everyone in cotton wool, I'll be honest with you. Mm. I mean, another thing that Klopp said that was interesting in that press conference again was um, the, you know, he could have played Moreno yesterday. Um, he doesn't do. And he, and he was asked about why and he said, you know, because it would have meant changing two positions instead of one. Um, and you already had the diamond situation as well. So he said it, it was kind of like it was too much to take in if I'm changing that many. So yeah, Milner's, Milner's not going to play, is he? Um, and I think... We're reaching the stage now where the league is of vital importance and as much as I love the FA Cup and I've written and spoke loads of times about why I do, I think it's nuts if you, if you suddenly go and put a really strong side out at Plymouth. I think the kids weren't far away from beating them anyway. 
And so if you basically do the kids plus storage, so you've got yeah. let me do your level the extra cutting well, edge. We'll win. Let me uh, interrupt me if you think I'm going wrong. Uh, Clavin in goal. Um, Clavin. Yeah. Not Clavin, sorry, Carius. Clavin in goal would be boss. Clavin in goal would be a laugh, at least. Carius in goal, Moreno left back, Alexander Arnold right back, Gomez and Lucas. Yeah. Uh, Stewart, Ijaria. Um, I don't know about the other one. Woodburn, Sturridge, Ojo. Does that sound like what everyone thinks they're going to yeah, get? Yeah. 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 With a centre mid. You probably might pick Ronaldo, might you? Maybe pick Ronaldo. Maybe you put someone else in at centre half and put Lucas in centre mid. Basically, basically, the six or seven lads that all went down on their knees and clutching the chests and all kinds when the whistle blew yesterday. That none of them are playing. No. <laughs> maybe, maybe uh, it's Clavan it's Lucas midfield. And when Matip's back in for Swansea, if some fucker can get write a letter or something. <laughs> uh, if you have just responded, what have they said? Shout it out, Andy. Um, basically. They've come back to Rob Harris and issued one piece of advice. Come back to Rob Harris, one piece of advice. Said, uh, well, we don't know, basically. We don't know? Okay, sound. <laughs> People have come Cheers back for and that. said we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, People have come back and gone, uh, <laughs> I'd like to do the sense it in terms of that shrug emoji, is what FIFA have actually responded with, the shrug emoji. Um, FIFA, that's what FIFA have come back with. Uh, all right then, um, are we going to be Plymouth? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll battle. Uh, general th- th- feeling that we're going to battle. Have you got your plans worked out yet yeah, for Wednesday? Oh, Do you feel know. like you've got all the energy in your legs for this at the moment, even, John? I haven't even got anyone to drive at the moment. I think, um, I think there was one fellow who Mick found who was driving, but he had two mates and we only had one space. So I think he's trying to persuade this lad to be A, drive us and B, fuck one of his mates off. <laughs> 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 Which is a tough sell, but... You know what I mean? <laughs> this is the reality of home and away watching Liverpool, isn't it? Mick got it all in his back pockets. Um, yep, yeah, they still don't know. It's still not clear. Uh, they said that Liverpool have contacted them uh, and uh, curiously they've now crucial pieces of its own guidance when they're saying so, according to Jake Cohen there on Twitter. So, yeah, we don't know. Uh, remains the, the, the Joel Matip situation. Um, I'm looking forward to you. You can go into Switzerland on the bounce and, and, swerve, and swerve in Plymouth. Surely you can say, I don't want to play for my country. He's already said it. Yeah, <laughs> he said it repeatedly. And so is the lad Neom as well. The, so, West, the West Brom lads in the same boat. Because West Brom didn't, that's one of the things I wanted to find out. West Brom didn't, they've got a lad called Neom who's yeah. done the same thing as, and he wasn't even in the 18, but no one had clocked that this lad wasn't in the 18 because it's West Brom and no one cares. <laughs> um, so it was just no one, no one did any actual fucking journalism to then go, well, there might be a situation with the Matip thing, but obviously Liverpool and West Brom have had a conversation with each other because we're not knobheads. And, uh, and gone, well, neither of them have picked the lads. So, yeah, I presume... Basically, if that lad plays for West Brom, there's a fair chance Matter will play for us. It's Pulis. everyone in Switzerland until he gets an answer. Pulis and Klopp as a delegation going to Switzerland <laughs> on a diplo. It almost feels like a movie. Um, doesn't it really? It feels like a road trip. Yeah, Pulis just packs a suitcase full of fucking white trainees and caps. <laughs> <laughs> Klopp's looking at him going... Klopp meets him, says, you got any caps going spare there? No, mate. <laughs> it all goes wrong from there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So for, for a minute. Uh, so yep. For the moment, we cannot provide any further comments. Is where this begin, the beginning, middle, and end of it. Uh, as per Rob Harris's Twitter. All right, then. This has been the Anfield Wrap this week. Thank you very much to Ben Johnson, to John Gibbons, and to Gareth Roberts. That's the point. Seventeen to go. Liverpool find themselves bang in the running. Let's just get close enough. We won't even need snookers. We'll just pot the pink and black. It's right. Sports Social Podcast Network.